Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsin Knight, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going? It's going. It's going. <laughs> Joining us is the Colonel himself, Colonel Panic, Joe Wilson. Hello. And also, last but definitely not least, again... Our lore archivist, aka Josh Series S Finney. Why? Why am I the Series S? I don't know. Because you need a candle in front of your. Face. Listen, I'm big. There's more to love. If anything, I'm the Series X. Okay. He's the power. Of, yeah, he's the Tower of Power. <laughs> That's right. I'm the Tower of motherfucking power. Oh man, how's how's everyone doing tonight? Everybody, everybody, get their get their boxes, get their you know. Let's well, let's, well technically you got my box. I know that's true. I did. Let's let's talk. Let's let's just let's just who cares? Let's just roll right into it. And we so pre-orders went live the day our last episode went live, right? And that literally <laughs> last we episode. Yeah, fair. Yeah, Josh and I did a 45-minute episode about our main topic today, which is Bethesda being purchased by Microsoft and what it means for, you know, Xbox and other. Uh, mm-hmm. But pre-ordering this box, who had no issues whatsoever? <laughs> to be fair, I got right on Amazon and bought it with no no issues whatsoever. So. <laughs> No. This this is the worst pre-order thing I've ever gone through, and I've tried to pre-order Waves Two and Three of Amiibo. This was been mm-hmm. bad. This was real yeah. bad. Um, I don't know if it says more about the console manufacturers or if it's just that at a certain point the storefronts need to learn to be able to handle more traffic. Because essentially, with them with them shutting down, saying, "Oh, this page doesn't exist." Uh, we saw that at Target. We saw things getting yanked out of carts. Saw it at Walmart, Best Buy, of course. Uh, even the Microsoft Store went down for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially a large-scale DDoS attack is what's mm-hmm. happening to those servers when we're all F5ing at the same time. Um, yeah. I do think that Amazon and, to an extent, Microsoft had probably the best and smoothest pre-orders. Um, I was able to get a Series S uh, once I finally stopped jamming the refresh button. It kind of popped right up for me and let me put in my address. It was really weird. I, I tried yeah. like six different times to put my address in, and it's like we can't ship here. Like, yes, you can. I promise you, you can ship here. This is a residential yeah. address. Uh, and an Amazon, like Corey said, like that was bam, two clicks, and I was done. Yeah. I, I like if it doesn't come launch day, whatever. I don't care. I got one, and that's what matters. Yeah. I got one, one of each. I got an X and an S. So, yeah, I, uh, I got, I had, like I said last week, I had an <laughs> army of people pre-ordering, trying to pre-order this thing for me. My wife had all kinds of problems. I couldn't get into mm-hmm. Target. My mom was trying to figure out how to use a smartphone apparently for the first time, uh, even though she's had one for about 
I don't know, three years. She's like, and then my my dad downloaded the Best Buy app for the first time. He's like, oh, apps are neat. I'm like, yeah, they are. Welcome to 2007. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dad, I love you. Thank you for helping. Uh, You know, but like out of everybody at that point, my mom's the one that ended up getting it (laughs) on Target. Oh, my God. uh, Through Target. So I got mine through Target. (laughs) Amazon's page wasn't loading and then I like I went to my game st- my local GameStop and the line was like wrapped around the building which was the first time I've ever seen that happen at this GameStop and I'm like oh geez well they had they said they were getting 15 and 4 they got 7 and 2 so I'm like oh well I'm not even going to try and then I tried mm-hmm. to Target and when I went back to work from my lunch break I was like you know what let me see if Amazon's working yet I popped right on Amazon pre-ordered it good to go uh, so I have two uh, pre-ordered and obviously one's going to Jesse because Jesse didn't mm-hmm. you know yeah because I what happened is so like the only site that I was having any luck on whatsoever was Best Buy um, and every time I would add one into the cart it would say that one's in there then it would go through mm-hmm. the whole situation of, of me filling out whatever and I was logged in and everything on there but it kept on just erroring out and um, it, I forget what it said, but it, it just kept on doing something where it wouldn't let me pay for it, wouldn't let pay me pay for it, wouldn't let me pay for it. And then it would kick it out of my my uh, out of my my cart and everything. So I think what happened is is they probably had already sold out at some point already. Well, because, I mean, it was a good hour that I was trying still, you know, like from the point that they started till, you know, which it sounds like a lot of stuff was gone within a half an hour. Um, But, yeah, so I that was the only one that I literally could get anywhere on. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like, I don't know, I don't remember what the other ones were, but... It, and it was really weird on the best buy one like you couldn't just like it didn't just say pre-order on the actual xbox there was a little tiny hidden link underneath the picture that you had to click and i wonder if things like that were the reason that the series x sold so much is because because all these bots that were like you know like that people were trying to use were spamming were all buying those things because because it was set up differently, like, you know, the, having a little link that wouldn't normally be the way you'd be able to buy something. Mm-hmm. And so they were being directed to the 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 One Xs, and that's why it, those went up 700 and something percent, because the bots were buying them all, <laughs> getting directed. So, to I mean, so two things on that real quick. Like, on Best Buy's pre-orders, I do not know a single person who was able to get a pre-order from Best Buy on either console. Um Unless, Joe, unless you got one from there, and I don't think you did. Did not. Um, I, I don't know a single person who was able to get there. That was my preferred retailer to try and get it from. I want those yeah. sweet, sweet reward points. I want my elite <laughs> status to be renewed. I'm on the verge of it. I needed that $500 put towards it. Uh, I'm rather upset. But uh, and on a more serious topic, though, uh, the bots with the One X, it might be the funniest thing to happen in the last couple weeks mm-hmm. in video games. Because, yeah. yeah, so if you know how to read Amazon charts, it's even better because it goes, everyone's like, oh, my God, it went up 700%. It could go up 700% if they sold seven more units than the seven yeah. they sold the week before. Like, it, yeah. it, they, we know they stopped manufacturing the box already. I personally think it's funny that everyone took the story and ran with it. That's almost yeah. better than the yeah. bots getting them. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, you, 
Grandma is not that stupid in ordering that for little Timmy. Game Pass Gary got his fucking box. Timmy got his... I'm sure he got a box because the rest of us had problems getting okay. Bot yeah. Barry, Barry Bot yeah. got his Xbox well, One X. Yeah, and Bot and the- Barry can stub his large toe and can step on Legos every night for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, and I like I said, I said to all these people, can step on mega constructs. <laughs> I said to all these people who were claiming that these were people that were were uh, you know like not getting the right name or whatever, like, you know, ordering the same thing and blaming it on that. I'm like, since when is there ever an option to pre-order something that's been out for years? If it doesn't say pre-order, then it's, then you're not buying, you know, I think the argument with that is just like that. The naming convention is going to be confusing as we get farther into the generation, which is as we, as the four of us know is ridiculous because the other boxes have already been discontinued. But Mm -hmm. on top of that, you cannot seriously try and make that argument with me after the Nintendo DS family over 15 years sold 150 million units. We, we yeah. had Nintendo DS, we had the DS Lite, we had the DSi, the 3DS, the new 3DS, the 3DS XL, the 2DS, the new 2DS, the 2DS XL. Like, you cannot tell me that this is that confusing. The Wii yeah. U, yes, that had some of it because it looked almost the exact same with a new gamepad. That is yeah. one thing. This, on the other hand, like, no, it, I don't understand this argument. I get that we're yeah. plugged in more than the average consumer, but I've never once seen somebody confused in the store as to what DS they're buying or anything. So, yeah. come on, guys. Yeah. I, this, this is an excuse to take a cheap shot. I think, I think you're half right. I think it absolutely is a cheap shot. Do I think it's confusing, and do I think people were confused? Yes, I do. I mean, like, sure, sure. Except, but I don't think it's as widespread as people were trying to make it out. No, I, I don't think it's going to be so correct. confused. I don't think all those jumps are just pure confusion. But if you go and buy, so Amazon used to be great to shop, buy things on. You could go search for the thing, you find your thing, you hit add to your cart, and you're good to go. But now, even if you search for Xbox, even if you search for Xbox Series X, you get sure like the defunct Xbox Series X listing. But yeah. then you get about 9,000 other Xbox One X listings from every generation from different sellers, different resellers. Mm-hmm. They all have different prices. Um, so I, I, part of me like gets the general confusion. You also have a situation right now with the pandemic, and you have everybody shopping from home. So mm-hmm. everybody's looking. And there's people that may have never pre-ordered before, so they know that you can buy like if your kid says, "Hey mom, I need you to go online tomorrow morning at this time and buy me the new Xbox because that's when it's available." She's not thinking like pre-order in her head necessarily. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. Like I are there valid claims of that? I'm sure. Do I think that it's a more of a story? I think it's more of a story. Right. No, yeah. it, it was one tweet that went viral with it and like mm-hmm. a ton of people that I know who personally It was like, click yeah, it was a clickbait. We're like, hey, by the way, if you know how to read Amazon charts, this isn't accurate. Like, did the sales go up? Yes. Is this funny? Yes. But that's not what happened. Like, Johnny is still going to have one under the tree this year. And, like, and in- honestly, like, just if you're confused, go to a Best Buy or a Target and find the youngest looking guy who ch- looks like he chugs a Red Bull 24 hours a day and ask him to get it for you. <laughs> so, he, so he convinces you to buy a PlayStation 5 instead. I mean, hey, listen, I at that point, I'd be like, uh, if I'm a parent and I'm tight on money, you're getting whatever's cheapest and in stock. Speaking, so, of, yeah, speaking have... of PlayStation 5, 
like, is anybody else considering waiting on a redesign until that thing is like small enough to fit in your entertainment center? Because <laughs> that thing is huge. <laughs> Man, now that I don't have it, I'm fine with waiting any amount of time for some sort of incentive or ease of access to get. Yeah. Like, my thing with the PS5 is uh, we, we've heard for months about how chunky the Series X is, and I don't think any of us expected the PS5 to be as big as it is. Yeah. Um, until we saw the pictures and we're like, oh my god, like, this is this is horrific. Like, that might not... I have a big entertainment center, and that genuinely might not fit in mine. Yeah. Uh, and I was not concerned about the Series X, but I want to wait on a redesign, but I also want to be able to play God of War opening weekend next year. So unless the redesign is coming real fast, like the PS3, uh, where it went from a George Horman to a Panini press, I don't see it happening. PlayStation, or I should say Sony, is going to be looking to save money as soon as possible. So I would imagine within a year, you're going to at least see a chip redesign where they're going to use smaller chips that are less, like have less heat. Even if the box is exactly the same, I bet there's going to be a cheaper chip that they're able to put in there just with time did like yeah. every like nintendo did that mm-hmm. like xbox did that every generation it's just mm-hmm. i think that's just gonna happen remember yeah, slim or whatever remember the ps2 slim i've been cleaning out some stuff to yeah, sell dude those yeah. are small yeah where's where's that box at when do we get that box again you know where, where's that <laughs> I, I, lo- know, I just I down in the basement <laughs> i love i i just i just love the design of that console so much and i'm just like yeah. man th- that was i know Man, so yeah, the, P- the, the PlayStation One too. Yeah, yeah, the the, the PS One. Yeah, there are redesigns for almost every console, every generation. I think like the yeah. only ones that the only notable ones I can think off the top of my head that didn't get one are the N sixty four, the original Xbox, and the GameCube. Never had redesigns. And the Dreamcast kind of, I guess, did. They had that black version that had the the um. The more powerful uh, it had, it had uh, LAN support instead of just regular. Uh, um, I, I did know, dial up Dreamcast but. because uh, it didn't last a full generation, so oh, it yeah, lasted man. Still, it's twenty-four still, months. It's, it still is the shortest, the best shortest lived console. <laughs> yeah, really, but, yeah, man. Rip but Dreamcast. we came away victorious, gentlemen. Yes. that's what matters here. So, mm-hmm. so. Did Jesse anybody came away victorious by proxy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, it doesn't matter how it happened; it happened. Yeah. Which, <laughs> right. by the way, I tried to change the shipping address, and yeah, it just I'm happen. it's it's struggling to change the shipping address on there. Yeah, I I uh, still call think them. I yeah. call them. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was gonna say I I wonder if it's one of those things where it's just like I said, where it's because. Because it's depends on on amount of product where you live, and they don't want to have to ship that product from there to somewhere else. Because with you know with I'm guessing a lot of the Amazon stores because we have one right by us that they just built a massive one by the airport now. Like it's literally like 15 minute drive away from me now. We have a just a massive uh, yeah. Amazon. They just but, built one here too. But I think I think what it is is all those places in your area, whoever was selling them, all of them will go to that one place. Mm-hmm. 
and then they don't want to have to sh- send it from there or they can't technically send one that we have here to me because yeah. one of that's already it's already t- uh, called for or whatever possibly yeah. i mean if i had I, to sh- I mean i don't know if i had to ship it to you i have to ship it to you i don't I yeah mean. so be it we'll figure that out but yeah uh but uh speaking of things that we pre-ordered anybody pre-order one of them uh, 1 terabyte chips <laughs> yay cuz i did <sighs> me and joe and- did yeah, I know. I now know three people who have ordered these, and I'm just—I understand the reasoning, but I'm just so fascinated by this right now. Well, let me t- let my, me t- my thing. Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. I was just gonna say, let me tell you about the Best Buy deals that I got with this thing. I got, I got, okay. I got. Well, it wasn't really like a a, a bundle or anything, but for for four hundred dollars, I got that chip. I got the shock blue controller. I got Conspiracy the blue. Yeah, I got the uh, rechargeable battery pack. I got three months of Game Pass, and I got the Halo Master Chief statue thing. Oh, you got a bargain. Yeah. 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 Before we broke it down like that, I was like, okay, it sounds less bad that you spent four hundred dollars now. But yeah. oh, and that... one of those weird ten dollar uh, Xbox Series X collectible cards that yeah, nobody knows know what, what it is. All about. I'm so curious. Um, the the two hundred twenty dollar price tag is it's a little rough until you start looking at the specs on that thing and you realize oh to get that in an actual external SSD at one mm-hmm. terabyte you're looking to spend about that much mm-hmm. yeah, um, you might save like that, yeah. twenty bucks um, this is this is the cost of adopting new technology right as it launches though like we we've mm-hmm. always talked about this this is just like buying into a new console like you could wait two or three years for the price to go down but if you want it now you're gonna pay that premium. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it it just it is what it is ultimately. Um, I really want to see these when they go down in price, maybe next fall. I I have to think like as this technology becomes more widespread with both Series X and PS5, it's going to have to. And as they let more people other than freaking C8 make these, like yeah, they'll hopefully get cheaper. Question, fingers crossed. I really do like see, the design of these. That reminds me of a PS1 memory card. Yeah, like my my theory or, or what like my my whole interest in in that um kind of comes secondary because I what I, I'm interested in first is seeing how seamlessly uh like stuff will transfer from mm-hmm. hard drives that we have now to the hard drive in it. Like if it doesn't take very long to do that, then I honestly, I'm I might get one down the road, um, but I, you know, like then you start thinking, well, the, all the time that that we're having to invest in this is that are we still like making up for the loading time that we would have had to deal with otherwise? Like, you know, like that's the thing. I just want to see how, how how everything works first. To find out whether it's even gonna be something that I absolutely am gonna feel like I need anytime soon, you know. I think because you can I'm, probably determine that by the the read and write speed of your the yeah. drive you have, because everything else yeah. is faster than that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, because if like I just didn't want to see it perform, like you know, like how long if I have a game on on my hard drive that I have now and I want to transfer it to the one on the xbox how long does that take if it doesn't take very long then then i don't care like i said if it if it's like practically takes as long as for you to get up 
grab a physical copy of a game, get the disc out, put the disc in it, and then start it up and play it. You know, like if it, if that's how long it takes for me to transfer a game over to uh, you know, to the new hard drive, well then, honestly, it's not that big of a deal. You know, yeah. In my opinion, so I, you know, if I just keep the games on my my four terabyte one and just transfer over what games that are on there that I want and, you know, delete and whatever, you know, things on there that I don't need anymore or whatever, so, you know. <clears throat> yeah. I, I like you saying that just because that's going to be probably my approach as well is to get a, a 3.1 or 3.2 enabled hard drive and just use mm-hmm. that, uh, going from WD for maybe like half the price initially just to transfer the stuff off of my series S. So I'm not, or, God, my Xbox, see, I'm messing up too. My Xbox One S um, to my Series X when that happens. Uh, just so I'm not redoing, even though I have unlimited internet, I don't want to sit there re-downloading Forza Horizon, Gears of War, Halo, all those. Like I've already got to redo that with Destiny. I don't want to do it with all the other massive games I play. <laughs> yeah. um, I think, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be articles coming out this week or next week since the preview units do have the memory cards with them. Um, they've been told they will be able to explore every asset uh, and every nice. facet of these consoles. Um, of course, you know, the, the Verge and IGN and all them were breaking the story about the memory card, about the price, about the specs inside of it, which is the first time we've heard those specs. I'm pretty sure they're going to be allowed to run speed tests and comparisons with, with other hard drives in the coming week or two. Um, yeah. If that's not publicized before launch, I'd be shocked. Like It may wait until this initial allotment is sold out. But after that, like I expect to see these stories widespread, lots of testing going on, especially from the guys over at Digital Foundry. Yeah, um, so that's who I'm really yeah, looking do forward to reading on with this. Yeah, um, they were, of course, you know, the first ones allowed in the building to see the Series X and the Series S way back in March. They had to keep yeah. that a secret too. Um, yeah, if anybody knows what these machines can do, it's going to be them. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think. That yeah, that price tag is shocking, and it really like it really is. It was shocking to me too until I did a lot of reading, um, and th- that is something though. Like it's primarily going to be used on the Series X, most likely. It is for those hardcores. It's not for an enthusiast. It's for the people who like we play a lot, a lot of massive games, a lot of big multiplayer games. We don't want to be deleting and reinstalling games all the time. Yeah, yeah. Especially because so, like, like this group, it makes sense, but for game pass gary it makes no sense i mean we were talking about this yesterday uh, josh like was it maybe maybe it was friday when we were in a party chat together like gears 4 is like 115 gigs right and that's... yeah i was installing i was talking to uh to Corey and mitch while i was downloading gears 4 to play through it and i was like jesus i can't believe this game is this massive this is ridiculous like at a certain point the file sizes are because you're just not compressing them yeah, uh, like you're you're not compressing your textures and things like that, and I'm genuinely terrified for some of these games that are getting faceless. Like Gears Five is already almost what ninety gigs. I think it's ninety one on on one X with uh, with four K with ray tracing enabled. Like that's going to be even bigger. I yeah. am a little scared to see the size of a game like that. But that's the definition of something like, hey, I'll probably play it and then move it to the external. Like, I don't mind moving a game back and forth. If it's going to take me 15, 20 minutes, cool. I'll hook it up while I go make something to eat or make myself a drink or something. Mm-hmm. Take my bathroom break and come back and have it done. I, I'm really not 
too concerned. And yeah. I can I realize I come from a place of privilege being able to say that. Like, oh, I got to re-download something. I have gigabit fiber that's unlimited. I yeah. don't care. I'll re-download. Like, yeah. I know that not everybody has that. I just came from 50 megs. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't mind moving stuff from uh, external to the internal either. But, like, when I have stuff like, let's, Destiny, The Avengers, Master Chief Collection, and then Halo Infinite eventually... Uh, Gears Five, I will have on there. Gears Tactics. Gears At that tactics. point, it's like, well, you don't have space to move too. Yeah. So yeah. right, mean, no, and that—that's the other thing that I'm wrestling with right now. And the the reality is, if I wasn't buying a Series S for Chelsea, I would likely spend that money on a uh, expansion card. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think for now, it's it's gonna be USB drive for me, and then sometime next summer, maybe next fall, uh, before like. Fable and Avowed and all those start getting uh, firm release dates or release targeted like release months. I'll probably start investing sometime yeah. after Halo. It. Yeah. So I mean, plus like the five terabyte SS or five terabyte just external drive is like 120 bucks right now, which is like yeah. I want to get one with the uh, with the specs that I know like will guaranteed work with a Series X. Yeah. Uh, well, this so, was again, this was I, the Xbox well, branded. Western okay, digital okay. one. So. Yeah, yeah, the, the Xbox brand ones are good then. Josh, what you'll have to try too is that right now, if you have two Xboxes that are on the same network and you're transferring mm-hmm. a file from one to the other, mm-hmm. you should try that between the S and the X. Well, that's true. See, I, I hadn't thought about that because in my mind, like, still, I'm... I'm and, you know, if PS5 pre-orders do open back up, I will have... Both the consoles will be out the door by the time the X comes out. Mm-hmm. Um that's just been my constant operating thought. But yeah, I, I will probably experiment with that then um, to see if I can just do a local transfer. I'd rather do that, mm-hmm. frankly. I, the, I have enough that I don't need to transfer everything over. Because if you have the bandwidth on your network to do mm-hmm. anything close to gigabit and you have the file sizes or the like, the speed of the Xbox X and the S are faster than the drives hand down... Yeah it might be faster to be like, oh, I can bump this game to this Xbox and play this on this one. You know what I mean? Just to have... Because, I mean, I, yeah, I'd, I'd both, only but... be moving my massive games. I'd be moving my Master Chief collection, my my Forza Horizon, and, you know, hell, I gotta reinstall Destiny, so, like, GTA Five may be my only other... Oh, yeah. Reinstalling Everyone Destiny. installing Destiny on... Uh, okay, the, 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 this goes back to the pre-orders. This is why I was scared of getting mine in the mail and I wanted to do an in-person pre-order. That is going to be a nightmare because you're going to have a UI update that's going to hit. Microsoft's never launched a console without one, I don't think. And you're going to have uh, you're going to have Destiny. We have to redownload well, the entire game. Aren't they trying to roll out that UI stuff before the Series X launches, like through the Xbox One also? Because aren't they supposed to eventually have the same UI? Because so they, they just launched the new store. You have to probably update your stuff. Yeah. Before, so they like, they do oh, yeah, have it, true. but they will have the same UI. Update, but right. there's going to be something in those consoles. Like it's not going to be the actual day one UI because if you, you know they were manufacturing there, these months ago. Yeah, I forgot. There is another option. You could play it on Game Pass through through something else through uh, X Cloud while you're waiting for it to download. <laughs> 
Um, not on my Apple device. So, okay, I I like Joe's theory of (laughs) trying to do an internet work transfer for me because they, Bungie came out last week and was like, yeah, we're going to put, we're going to try and post it uh, in the evening on the 9th. We're going to just shut Destiny down and probably pull what they did before Shadowkeep, just shut it down for 24 hours with the next gen adjustments coming. And Mm -hmm. I'll just download it to my One S and hope and pray that it comes over and just, just all I have to do is just download like the 4k textures at that point like mm-hmm. if that happens I might actually get to play before dinner time on launch day uh, <laughs> this it's gonna be the worst it's a console launch and it's a destiny launch this is gonna be so bad so I'm terrified for this my pre-order came from and I can't believe I'm saying this it came from GameStop <laughs> and that's because I exhausted all of their options and I was in that GameStop waiting room and then it just happened to click through after I exhausted everything else. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to buy one. I do. At um, this point, wherever you can get it is where you get it. Yeah. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and but I also got it for in-store pickup at the GameStop that is like uh, less than a mile down the road from my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I, hopefully, as long as they don't screw me over... Like they have done in the past, uh, GameStop. If you're listening, well, who um, knows that they'll be open in six weeks? Uh, it it should be because I had got it through All Access as well. I'll tell you, I don't have to go into it, but I definitely think that I only got it because I got All Access. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the the difference between that checkout and a other pre order is that like people will get denied doing an all-access route because there has to be like credit availability mm-hmm. and i and i absolutely have a thing from citizens one that like made me go through and sign up it's like linked to my mortgage now so like oh god i'm paying for it <laughs> uh so they better get and it like impacted my credit so you have to give it to me i think um mm-hmm. anywho so assuming that i'm able to get it when that GameStop opens which i i'm expecting to um, I ho- hopefully will have enough time. I might have to take that whole day off work just to do the setup and download everything and feel okay about it. But I think that I'll be able to get it in the morning and then my first thing is going to be update the Xbox and download Destiny because I don't think anything else is on the docket for it. Yeah. I've, so, I'm yeah. That first day, I, I mean, hopefully Target delivers on day one. If not, well... I mean, it says it says on the receipt, it says... Your package will arrive anywhere between November 10th and November 16th. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. I don't. I, I'm i low key a little. Ter- God, we're, we're going to talk about this every week until it launches, I feel yes. like. Yeah. Our <laughs> shipping updates. I, I got, I finally got hit with it. Uh, what was it? Yesterday, I think we were at Target and we're coming out and uh, my phone starts beeping and I look down at it and it's an email from Amazon saying an update on your Xbox order. I'm like, oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh, no. God. <laughs> I got it and too. I go to read it. And it it's, the P, it's the same thing as the PS5 one. Like, it, it may not arrive on launch day. And I'm like, all right, what? Whatever. I still have it. Worst case scenario, I, I play part of Beyond Light on the One S or on the Series S that's coming from Microsoft. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm fine with it being late, knowing I have one coming. Yeah. That's like that's <laughs> like the whole thing is like, okay, I I the the thing too is like the one that the one that my mom ordered for me is going to their house. And like I have to, I have to make like a forty-minute trip out there just to get it. <laughs> and if the oh, Amazon one doesn't show up, which, by the way, 
the Amazon one is is for Jesse. So as soon as I get it, I'm taking it to the post office to just ship to him, right? Like that's mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and then like I'm gonna have to go to the post office to mail it, and then I'm gonna have to drive <laughs> 40 minutes to go get mine, and then 40 minutes back home, and then do all the stuff I normally do, set it up, get it set up, and then I'll probably set it up while I'm recording Nintendo Power Block that night, honestly, if it comes on launch day. I'm... Yeah, that's what's gonna... I have to also make, like, a 30-minute drive to go get our Series S, because it would not accept my apartment address as a valid shipping address when I was trying to check out with Microsoft. So, in a panic, I put my aunt's address, because it was the only one I could remember. I couldn't remember my own father's address, but I could remember my aunt's. So, I (laughs) shipped it to her and my mom's house, and I was like... By the way, there's like a $300 box coming on November 10th. Can you please make sure that you're home all day for this? Please, <laughs> for the love of God. She's like, well, why don't you come get it? I'm like, because I'm going to be up saving the galaxy and shooting aliens, okay? Like, I will I will come get it. And if I have to reinstall things, I will drive down and get it. But if it's not there by like 1 o'clock, forget it. I'll come get it that night, really late at night. Or you can drive it up to me, you know? You want to come see my new place? You can come see my new place. <laughs> so I, uh, I need to call Microsoft and see if they'll change that, because I'm not driving yeah. for It's each way to go get that Xbox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It sounds like... I mean, look, I'm just... I'm glad we all are sitting here, at least at least right now, knock on wood, oh, right? Yeah. Like, we all are getting one <laughs> within the launch day period i would say <laughs> so yeah. uh, as long as it comes launch week honestly i won't be too concerned now that i'm not trading my consoles in yeah uh i'd be in much more of a cold sweat right now thinking about that like oh god i traded in both my consoles this thing better come day one mm-hmm. like <laughs> the plan was always to trade them in the day before regardless but now I'm like all right all right I, I got a little bit of leeway i can i can attempt to make next gen destiny work on the last gen for like a night or two yeah it won't go well but i can try it yeah and uh i mean my one x will probably just i don't know where i'm gonna put that it might be time i already retired my playstation 4 it's already in the basement in a box just you know it's done it's it was a good ride but uh Sleep well, sweet prince. Choose <laughs> the Wiz Khalifa song from the end of Furious Seven. Well, I, what I would like to do is trade in my because everything I have installed on my PlayStation Four is available in that PlayStation Five PlayStation Plus package or whatever. And theoretically, PlayStation Five is backwards compatible anyway. It is. So what I would like to do is like get rid of my PS3 and PS4 at some point and like just you know probably towards the playstation 5 whenever that thing is readily available (laughs) and smaller (laughs) that thing is so so big it bothers me how big that thing is it just so uh, yeah it it's it's weird to me that like i think i you touched on this earlier but like everyone was ragging on the xbox series x because like look how big and square it is and it's like at least it's a rectangle it's yeah. not like this like weird like droplet of thing that I don't it's not only large, but it's like how do I even put this somewhere where it makes sense? Like listen, yeah. I love the I will be honest, the, the design of the PS5 maybe one of my favorite designs ever, like mm-hmm. since the GameCube. Yeah. But 
One, this thing looks like it's an alien machine that's going to perform brain surgery on me in my sleep. Oh, I wish. Two, <laughs> this thing is totally curved because the fans are in the middle of this thing. Like, I think that's the thing with both of these designs is both of them were like, all right, we cannot have our consoles sounding like, like jet engines anymore. Dude, my PlayStation this 5. Is bad. Anything I play is something other than like. Oh, I don't know, an indie game on my PlayStation 4. It sounds like it's my house is going to Dude, take off. Mine sounded like it was taking off playing Rezogun. So not even indie games yeah. are safe. Okay. Yeah. Like, Ghost of Tsushima, I heard like people are just terrified that it's gonna gonna catch Tim Gettys, I think, was showing that he opened up all the doors on his entertainment center to let everything vent out because he was so scared of that thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I joked. I joked that with a lot of these games, you know, coming to PS4, anyways, that maybe maybe I'll just get a PS4 for now, and then and then when I'm when I'm playing uh, Flight Simulator on my Series X, I can uh, to uh, put in <laughs> Horizon Two and fire it up so I can get the realistic sounds of an engine starting. <laughs> I, I, I and I don't I don't say this is a joke. I'm genuinely terrified to hear how loud the PS4 and Xbox One, like base PS4 and base Xbox Ones, are going to be trying to run Cyberpunk or. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm actually kind of terrified of that. I can find out because I still have an original One X or a, a One in in my living room. To I, actually I, see I, what yeah, I have the I have the Halo Five uh, Xbox One <laughs> in our bedroom, and man, I even playing like Destiny digitally, it just it still sounds like man, it's it's taxiing for takeoff. It's ready. <laughs> it's I so hope that Mad Cat's designs a like fire suppression system for the next gen systems oh it's that, only like, gonna work like two out of three times of smoke when they get too hot because that's essentially there's this whole aftermarket scam of being like be like you need more fans on your system here's yeah there's a base that has lights and fans Is, am i gonna get cramp, cramps in my hands installing that like i did with the mad cats controllers i hope so that's <laughs> what's the point if you're you you gotta feel like you actually did something. So, it's <laughs> funny that we say this. Madcaps made a fan for the original Xbox 360. Yeah. yeah. Where was that this generation? People would have bought that in droves. GameStop, I literally can save your business if you make these. They they, yeah, they have a they have a cool one for the one. They have a cool not Mad Cats, but there's a cool one for the one that adds like four more USB ports too. <laughs> It's a big fan. It's counterintuitive then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mad Cats. Oh, man. So, well, I'm glad we all are, you know, pending some next catastrophe. Uh, yeah, and next so the, other thing, the other thing that I, uh, I ended up pre-ordering is I actually pre-ordered a copy of uh, Halo Infinite with the, with the statue. Yeah, I but it up... comes with the with the metal the metal box thing too. Yeah, the metal tin box. I just got oh, the statue. Just like for steel books. I got I, the, yeah the steel book. That, yeah, uh, that stupid cabinet that I don't even buy physical games. For. No idea what I'm. <laughs> I did end up getting this too. God, it's so gorgeous out of the box. I know it's. Oh, it's, that's cool. It's it's sexy. I'm not gonna lie. I want the I want the cyberpunk one that's basically like that with uh, Keanu Reeves with the metal arm and uh, he's playing the guitar. He's shredding on the guitar that they sell at uh, Walmart. Johnny Silverhand. 
Yeah, I wanna. I kind of want to get that because every time I see it, it's only I think twenty five bucks too. Like every time I see it, I'm like, this is pretty cool looking, and it's you know it's big. It's about as big as that one is, and it's yeah twenty five bucks only. So yeah, I uh, I'm starting this new thing where I'm like curating my collection now. Where yeah, I have like a thousand <laughs> amiibo, but like I want really nice, just collectible figures. I'm looking at getting like a nice bookcase for my office to put them all in but like you know the crappy ones on the bottom because you know kids and uh the nice ones on top i definitely understand that sentiment yeah yeah especially because like my kid thinks it's really fun to come in here and grab uh the destiny ghost and throw it and she thinks it's hilarious which is why i only have the the regular ghost instead of like one of the fun ones so yeah, I, I have the Ghost Edition from the original Collector's Edition, and I would be terrified if somebody threw it. Yeah. Uh, she already threw my Switch and broke one of the Joy-Cons, so, you know. There's there's only two, like, two game-like type collectible things that I re- well, there's three that I really still want. One is the Titan Fall one, the big massive... Or it's just the big massive yeah. Titan with the pilot on it. Still, it's still, I think one of the best, coolest looking. But it's like, like two, three hundred dollars or whatever to buy it. Still it was for sale by my. When it originally came out, now it goes on eBay for like three or four hundred. Oh, it's 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 yeah. for sale by one of the in one of the used game stores by my house for ninety two dollars. I think. Are you serious? Yeah, the big. If I like... saw that thing for ninety two dollars. I would buy it today. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have so any. So I have to these two guys from Hotline Miami. Uh-huh. Oh, nice! That's funny. So these were like awesome. I have. It was on Kickstarter, and these are like you have. This one comes with like all the different heads and the weapons, and like the clothes are like clothes. That's but I have cool. these two guys posed on my one speaker, like they're always fighting. And every time my five-year-old comes down, he's like, "Dad, can I play with those?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not!" Like they. They came in like a bot. They they go for like several hundred dollars on like eBay now, because they never like went into full production. And he's always like, "Can I play?" And I know that someday I'm gonna come down here, and he's gonna be like playing with them, and like their he- arms are gonna be broken off or something like that. I don't give him much credit. I don't know. I mean, I'm a bad parent, <laughs> and uh, so I'm always nervous. Like when I come down here, like my ar- eyes always dart over there first. I'm like, "Are those safe?" And then I go to the other shelf. I'm like, "Are those safe?" So it's it's like I one of those. Do that except with my cat. Uh, you always feel so good about the things you obtained, and then you immediately grow so fearful about their safety. It's a I, curse. I still want to. I want the one thing that I really, really want, and it's really hard to find. Is I still want the uh, uh, like well the portal the portal gun, like they had the replica one, yeah. like that. That's cool, but I want the uh, the Cave Johnson picture that talks. Like it's it's a, it looks like a big painted portrait of Cave Johnson. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that it's so awesome. Like, <laughs> but I yeah I wanted to get the Cave Johnson uh, picture and put it over our uh, over our fireplace. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I but, have. Uh, yeah, like anytime I see them on eBay or something, they're usually they've been like around two hundred and forty bucks or something like that. Too much for them. Yeah, I have a 
a, a retro lancer and a regular lancer from gears like a full-size replica yeah. sitting there nice. in my parents attic because there's literally nowhere to put them here and i'm sure if i hung them up my wife would be like what what crazy catastrophe are you doing in this office i'm like don't worry about it uh, i have the the taxi lancer hanging up behind me oh nice nice yeah I'm these a, i was huge NECA fan for like still am but like they made all yeah. those really great collectible guns for the longest time yeah i want yeah. the i want the NECA ninja turtles from the movie those and they yeah they look great they're just impossible to buy. <laughs> yeah they're like two hundred dollars a piece if you try to buy them you know <laughs> so i'll get that lights up right oh is that this the does sentence? not light up is it that the sentence? Nope. I thought Sentinel Shield that does not light up. I thought they were supposed to light up. Nope. There are no lights anywhere on this thing. Well, that's lame. You got ripped off. It was $20, Corey, instead of $150. I bought it on clearance at GameStop for my own birthday present. Oh. You got ripped off. It doesn't light up. And my girlfriend let me put it up on the wall in the living room because she's the best. Oh. Well, if you send that to me, I'll put LEDs in it for you. (laughs) Your girlfriend also plays Destiny with you, where mine thinks it's a dumb game that kids play. So, she, yes, she, does. she does in fact play Destiny with me and Halo with me. I love her for it. The mine only... tolerates me. Yeah, your move. <laughs> mine sits there and watches me play Fallout and asks me questions about everything that's happening. Mine and uh... Breath of the Wild all on her own. I'm so proud of her. Mine uses the kid controls on Mario Kart Eight. There's kid controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it it, uh, it accelerates by itself, and then you just tip the controller to turn left and right, right? Isn't yeah. That... It, it also has a mode where it keeps you on the track no matter what. Yep, I'm doing it. I'm putting those on tonight. I'm never losing again. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so now that we've gotten our, you know, everybody's pre-order update out of the way for this episode, we'll keep you keep you updated next week next gen watch has been yeah we need to have shipment watch 2020 yeah uh (laughs) so microsoft uh made a little purchase this week uh josh and i kind of already talked about it but let's be honest we're going to be talking about this for a while anyway Mm -hmm. microsoft has purchased zenimax media the parent company of bethesda so yeah, for $7.5 billion. <laughs> I believe my tweet said Microsoft just swung their $7.5 billion dick on the table and smacked Sony yeah. in the mouth with it. Um, because they'll, 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 make, they'll make that up in, in one quarter of earnings anyways. They make about 11, I read $11 billion a quarter in earnings altogether throughout the whole entire company of microsoft so yeah (laughs) well plus you have like plus you have uh (laughs) fallout 76's uh uh microtransactions in there and you know Mm -hmm. game sales and eso is actually huge so is fallout shelter in terms of microtransactions like can Mm -hmm. can we reflect for a second We, we did this on our recap the rpg franchises that microsoft now owns after this include elder scrolls Fallout, Wasteland, Fable, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, 
uh, God, there's there's like uh, Outer Worlds, Pillars of Eternity, Avowed, Avowed is technically Pillars of Eternity, I guess, Grounded. You have ten RPGs. Ten. Yeah. Plus ten. whatever and Wasteland's new IP is, because they said yeah, that they what, were coming. Yeah, whatever In Exile is working on that is not Wasteland. Uh, mm-hmm. Starfield. You have Starfield yep. now, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of shooters, you have Halo, Gears, Wolfenstein, Doom, and Prey. Like, just what the absolute hell. You you have four, three of the top four or five FPS franchises. You have a deal with one of the others in Battlefield. Like, <laughs> this is... This wasn't, like, we, we heard the phrase back in July from some insiders saying, oh, Microsoft is going to unload unload the entire clip at this conference. They did, like, three quarters. Like, they didn't really finish the job because we didn't get much gameplay. This mm-hmm. this week, this week and the Series S whole, like, fiasco, this was emptying the clip. They emptied it, yeah. they reloaded it, and they kept going. Like, yeah. like it, it, is, it is disgusting. This this still does not make sense and it's been a week this makes no sense <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's been it's been baffling just at, like listening to podcasts and other people talking about it i mean npr has talked about it uh you know yeah yeah so i mean it's such a big deal that like the news stations that normally don't mm-hmm. ever talk about games unless it's someone trying to get them removed because they think it you know is causing someone to shoot up a school or whatever <laughs> for the first time they actually talked about games you know in a in a just a crazy fun way but yeah it's 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 crazy and then and then you know like there's like i like i said this on boss rush like i absolutely loved the verse the first prey game and I played some of the the you know the newer one and and it was good. It was an interesting game, but I still I still just liked the corny weirdness of the first one, like just the whole idea of going in the spirit world and and shooting spirits with the bow and arrow to uh, replenish your health and and all that kind of stuff was was just something interesting and different that that I really hadn't done in a game before, you know, like it, it made it unique, this idea that you don't actually ever die. Um, but you, when you do come back, you only get whatever health or whatever you could, you could scrounge up before time ran, you know, before earth pulled you back into, you know, into your, your body or whatever. But, um, it was, it was a cool idea and I loved it, you know, and like the whole aliens thing and all that stuff was, was kind of interesting in, in that setting, you know, cause it's like, it's just takes place in this, like out in the you know middle of a country kind of place. You're at a bar and then the aliens come and basically then you're sucked into their, their, uh, their world or their ship or whatever. And then you got to survive and save your friend or whatever. So, but yeah, it's it was a it was a cool, interesting game, and I would just love to get uh like a, a the a part two to that one. But I don't know I if that will ever happen. I loved the new Prey, like the new one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt it was probably like one of the games that I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, but I don't mean it in this literally. But like it reminded me the most out of like when I played Half Life for the first time. Yeah, the, the newer Prey. Where yeah. it's just kind of like, 
there's ways to solve these like puzzles to get to places, but you don't necessarily have to do that if you don't want to. But like obviously there's a benefit for doing it. Yeah. And there's also like you can absolutely play the new prey however you want to play. If you like yeah. going down a crafting route, you can do that. It, it if you haven't played the new prey, I would highly recommend playing through it. It's a very I find it a very interesting game. It's almost like Half Life meets almost uh uh, uh, crepes. You guys are gonna ha- have to help me out with the name. This is embarrassing. The game with the Doom. big daddies. Bioshock. Uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. Oh, Bioshock. Yeah. It's a very like. There's a lot of Bioshock inspiration in there as well. I think it's great if you haven't played it, but you know whatever. That's yeah. Just my I, thought. Yeah, Bioshocker. I almost I almost got uh, Dead Space kind of vibes in a lot of ways too, just because of the kind of the dark, the it darkness kind of. in certain things like. I mean, like the world itself wasn't quite. It, it was definitely felt more like the, like the setting of of like like you said with the, yeah, with it didn't quite feel like dead space in that way. But yeah, the yeah, type of enemy you're facing is is reminiscent of dead space. I would say. Yeah, I can see that. I just I, I think that the creativity you can get from these studios now is almost unparalleled um mm-hmm. i know that there was there's a conversation going on in the main boss rush chat this week about you know oh would it have been better to have bought wb games than bethesda and i'm going to be completely frank i'm going to say no um mm-hmm. i do think that there are plus and minuses to both i mean obviously wb came in at half the price but you have to remember mm-hmm. with wb it was not going to come with the dc or the harry potter properties which mm-hmm. would have been a lucrative part of any sale it would have come with Mortal Kombat, but you have Killer Instinct in house already. You just need to assign a studio to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Ninja Theory, you want to work on that? Some bleeding edge. Um, <laughs> yeah. But with the they could have done they could have done Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct. That would have been yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna neat. lie. Seeing yeah. seeing Chief in Mortal Kombat. Oh God, Chief with a fatality would have been beautiful. Um, I think that the, the IPs you're getting at Bethesda, that's obviously part of what you're paying for. You're paying for Elder Scrolls. You're playing for Fallout. You're paying for Starfield. Uh, Cray, Wolfenstein, Doom, like Quake. Dude, you got freaking Quake in your house now. Give yeah. me a new proper Quake game. Commander yeah, Keen. I miss Quake. I miss Quake. And I and you're, you're, Commander Keen, I actually want that. You, yeah, you're, you're paying for all these, all these legendary franchises. You're paying for an MMO that is actually fairly successful on consoles. and also literally a whale trap in that 76 (laughs) and fallout shelter uh yes legends also like i actually kind of like other shows legends you're paying for the employees you i just added 2300 people across those eight studios to your teams now like literally one or two of those studios are just meant to help like be extra teams on games that need it so like had this deal for example gone through last year like roundhouse probably would have been working on halo infinite let's be honest Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they are there to help shore up but that's the game studios itself has four offices like we have two of them just here in texas it's crazy arcane has two teams they have one in the states one over in france like you're paying for dishonored you're you're paying for also, you're paying for the tech behind it. Like, mm-hmm. the ID engine is insane. That is one of the best-looking game engines I think I've ever seen. You're, you're paying for that. Like, you're thinking, oh, my God, like, Microsoft's future shooters can be built on this, and they don't have to be built in Slipspace if Slipspace is as much of a disaster as we're starting to think it is. Like, 
you are paying for people like Shinji Mikami and Todd Howard and Pete Hines to come join your company. Well, they have that. They have their. I mean, theoretically, they have their Japanese studio now. They do technically have that in Tango Gameworks. Like, mm-hmm. you have a studio that's literally been built from the ground up with one of the greatest horror minds in the entire industry's history to mm-hmm. head up not only your Japanese studio, but also your, your horror studio. Like, there's no reason mm-hmm. you can't put a second team out there because of that. Like, this is this is one of those very few industry-defining moves that you'll ever see. Like, you're going to... This is like the Star Wars sale to Disney. You're going to remember where you mm-hmm. were and when you heard this news. Yeah, and how more 7. expensive. <laughs> 7.5 billion dollars. Yeah, is not I will now measure sales in terms were. of how many Minecrafts or Star Wars is you paid for it. <laughs> uh, they paid three Minecrafts for this and two Star Warses. Yeah, two which Lucas is crazy. Games. Yeah, yeah, because they got this Indiana is, Jones too. Also, remember that. Yeah. This is this is insane. Like we've literally, like what I say, we've never seen this. This would be the equivalent of when Sony or when Sega stopped making the Dreamcast. If Nintendo would have bought Sega out, that is the equivalent of how big of a move this is. This would be like Sony buying Square Enix out or buying Konami. Yeah. Like not, maybe not even buying Konami. Like buying Square Enix would be yeah. on this level. This is not just acquiring a studio or a group of studios. This is acquiring an entire publisher and their publishing division on top of all of their studios. Yeah. Zenimax, we, we've come to find out. We were finding out even that evening. Uh, I think Corey and I touched on this briefly, but more details have come out. They were looking for a suit for a suitor for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, Bethesda itself was not even Zenimax as yeah. a whole, but Bethesda was. Yeah, they were looking for a buyer for a few years. Uh, we heard yeah. that Sony was closing in on a deal to get exclusivity for Starfield um, mm-hmm. for you know, an undetermined amount of time, and that it, it's crazy. Like pre-existing uh, agreements for Ghostwire and for Deathloop are still going to be honored, mm-hmm. and. I mean, between this sale and those deals, like this may have been what kept the doors at Arcane and Tango open, frankly, after mm-hmm. several, I mean, critically loved games, but games that did not exactly sell tons of copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, what kept my, those small my, studios afloat. Yeah, my my theory on on like why this is all kind of happening the way it is and Microsoft's looking to pick up big, like bigger, you know, gets than just a, you know, like uh, Ninja Theory or whatever, which I mean, you know, no, don't get me wrong. Ninja Theory is definitely an, an amazing company to have picked up. But, you know, like something like this, you know, Tangle, like Bethesda and all that stuff. Like, I think that they're looking to to do this the way that a Netflix or a Hulu or whatever, like... like those companies that have their their stuff on their streaming service, those companies actually own that app. Like though, like a lot of the times, those apps are part of the division of those companies that are running that content on the television. And so Xbox is doing this because, like they like they'll like they'll always have all this content that will be on there. And they want to make sure that there's always going to be like a ton of content down there that that will always be, you know, permanent or that will be promised that that people want. So when maybe you know if if third party stuff or whatever down the line just isn't quite you know getting on it as much as they want to in one month or whatever, 
or two months in a row or something, that they'll always have something that they can offer that will make it worth how much you know you're paying for it per month. I think that's why they're. I think they're gonna start, and we have heard they're, you know, that they're looking to talk about someone else that that they've uh, bought as well. And a lot of people think it's Sega or whatever, but we Conspiracy still don't Blue. know for sure. Yeah, we still we still don't know for sure, but but I mean I think that we're going to see more of this as as uh, Game Pass you know becomes the thing that they push the most is that they're gonna want to make sure that they've they've acquired stuff that they can guarantee will be on that service like that won't go away it won't be something that's on for only a couple of months and then has to disappear you know as much something that. I find that HBO does really well as a, as a streaming service. Mm-hmm. I guess as a content provider in general, but I use it as a streaming service. I don't have, like, cable or anything. Yeah, me neither. Um, the HBO, anytime that I'm rounding the end of a show that I'm watching on HBO, there's something that in the back of my head being like, you know what, this isn't worth $15 a month. That show has ended. Let's call it a day that they always have something else coming out that's for the audience that watched this other show that's mm-hmm. like kind of ready in the wings being like, hey, next week, or maybe like even right after this show, you're going to be able to watch this show. And then you mm-hmm. watch the pilot. The pilot's always great. You're like, you know what? Maybe I'll watch another episode. It always keeps that subscription going. Mm-hmm. Something that I'm curious, and I'm sure that they will do, but like maybe you guys have a take on Do you think Xbox is going to now start strategically releasing IPs or games in Game Pass now that they have in like so many in-house studios that they yes. can be like, hey, it takes about 80 hours to get through this game. We're also then going to release this next game, you know, this at this date. Mm-hmm. So that this way you always have that constant Game Pass like Well that yeah that's this is this is something I heard on a podcast that I was listening to today actually. It was like a lot of games that Microsoft is designing now are games that will take you a long time to beat. Like, I mean, even outside of Bethesda games now, it's like Wasteland mm-hmm. 3, uh, Halo, like Halo Infinite is meant to be like a game as a service type game. Uh, grounded know, when it's finished yeah, will, grounded, will probably like, be pretty big. The Outer Worlds, you know, all these games are designed to take advantage of people's, you know, yeah, Outer Worlds can be beaten in what, 12 hours, but you can play that game so many ways that you can replay that game like three or four times within a month. And by the time, you know, game passes, your one month is up, like there's something else. There's something else. Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. Forza, like yeah. these games are being designed as games as a service. So you keep subscribing. Yeah. You know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I, I like that you brought that up, Corey, because I think when you look at titles that are on Game Pass right now and you compare that with the services or with the, uh, the games that Microsoft is buying or the partnerships that they're making, like with EA, mm-hmm. uh, you see that they're trying to get as much of that in-house as possible and not have to outsource as much. They'd rather mm-hmm. eat the gigantic chunk up front than have to pay licensing and pay money to big triple a developers as they figure out like oh my god game pass is such a it's such a huge deal like people are going to come buy microtransactions in our games or buy dlcs like it works on me i i mm-hmm. bought dlcs for forza and i like buying the forza dlcs but i mm-hmm. was willing to pay 
for the ultimate pass as opposed to just buying the two DLCs. Like, oh, hey, I, I want the car pass. I want the VIP pass. It's probably yeah. the same amount. I might as well do this. I've bought microtransactions in some games because of this. Like, I'll buy the Outer Worlds DLC now. I spent a good 30 hours in that game. I'm ready to go back. It's so easy to do that. And with Bethesda games, like Elder Scrolls and Fallout are ripe for DLC packs. We see season passes come out all the time. I mean, they when they made the Fallout 4 one and Todd Howard had to come out and say, hey, we're going to honor if you paid 30 bucks for this, but we're going to have to raise the price because we have another massive DLC we want to do with this. I'd love to see things like that. I want to see more standalone things like uh, Death of the Outsider from Dishonored. It was a DLC for Dishonored 2, but you mm-hmm. can also buy it and play it just by itself. I'd love yeah. to see that. Wolfenstein Youngblood essentially is that for me. Or Old Blood. Like Both of those mm-hmm. are smaller scale entries in these huge franchises. And I think Phil's. Go- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you think you're going to you think that you know Microsoft's going to do things like that. Like, okay, here's the game as a service type thing. But if you want like the smaller experience, it'll come to Game Pass, like a like an ODST type. So spin-off. I think I think that's a really interesting one because I think that that kind of ties into their whole like we have different tiers of services available to you like a game like that that's 20 bucks may be something for us as console gamers we're like yeah okay but for the person who's only playing on mobile or on a tablet they may be like oh my god it's only an eight hour it's only a six to eight hour campaign okay i can play this so much easier on this than trying to boot up skyrim or a fallout 76 or something or even a halo infinite like I can play an ODST. I can play a Halo Reach. I can play my, you know, a smaller standalone gear story. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many ripe opportunities there. I think with all these franchises and studios now, and we know Phil's goal is to have a major title out every six to eight weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you have your major titles? Like you have a major title every other month, but in those in between months, you have a Battletoads. You have a Tell Me Why. Uh, you mm-hmm. have a Death of the Outsider or something. You have a Grounded. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want too many things to shift towards games as a service. I think they've already done that really effectively with Sea of Thieves. Yeah. I think they're doing it really well with Forza Horizon. Obviously, you no know, Motorsport is doing that, and Halo Infinite's going to do it. Beyond that, mm-hmm. let's not do these going into next gen. Plus, well, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you no, have to good. you have to remember too. Like, not only do they have Bethesda games, but they also have EA Play now. They have Destiny. Yeah. They have you know, mm-hmm. they well, have the other places. Those, those, those are slightly different. I no, I know those aren't in house. No, I know, but I, those, I get what you're saying. Those games are also available. So, yeah. like in the meantime, if you finish something quote unquote early, you can right. go check out these other. Experience. I mean, like, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Like, I just thought I was saying that I'll buy more DLC in some of these games that I like. I've already had friends tell me, like, man, I don't. Ha- I canceled my pre-order for Beyond Light because it's coming to Game Pass. I'm gonna take that money and I'm gonna buy some silver. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm absolutely gonna buy some silver so I can buy some of these cool cosmetics. Like, my my mm-hmm. budget's a little constrained, but this is what I play the most. Like, I I like no like no joke like i like hey i want to go i want to pay something for this game and i'd rather pay for that now than beyond light you know if it's going to be on game mm-hmm. pass cool like, when you yeah, said silver i thought you meant silver like like the metal and I was oh, like, I was like, oh that's a yeah, weird yeah. transition to go into like buying precious metals I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah, got it you got it i mean I, I think you see things like that you, we saw halo 5 kind of supplement the war zone experience with rec packs we know rec packs are coming back in infinite um 
I don't know. Like, I, I think that that's why they're like, oh, hey, we can keep Game Pass where it is. With the Bethesda transaction, though, a word of warning, do not expect this service to stay at $15 past 2021. I fully expect by the time, maybe even by the time Starfield comes out or shortly after that, maybe after next Christmas, like first quarter 2022, expect that to go up to 20 bucks. They have now acquired too much it's, to keep that. It's at still $15. worth it, though. Like 20 bucks oh, a month still, is still worth I, it. I, I was talking about this with, with Ray last night. And I said, I have a number in mind where this would no longer be worth it for me to pay month to month. And that number is pretty high. Like, I think $30 would be my limit. Oh, yeah, I think same. that's way too high for most people. For most people, yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, for me, I think that I think that, that would still be okay because I look at the majority of games that I play and they do come to Game Pass. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I continue to justify it. But yeah, I totally understand. For the for the normal consumer, like if this goes above twenty bucks, I think a lot of people are gonna go, Nope, I'm out. I mean, I yeah. I think I would probably still pay thirty bucks a month, but I think like the highest That's my absolute limit. Though. Absolute yeah. highest that yeah. Now, think about this though. Like, you can for like... thirty dollars a month, you can pretty much buy an Xbox Series X and Game Pass for two years. Yeah, yeah, it's too high, yeah. way too high. I, I'm not saying I think it's a good idea. I'm saying like, yeah. I have an absolute limit in mind of what I'd be willing to pay. I don't think they'll ever go that high. I with think, it, frankly, I think 19.99 is like, uh, like I think that's your sweet spot. I think people I, are I think like that's still okay. uh, five bucks extra, whatever. I think the absolute limit you could push this is 24.99. I don't even think it'll go to twenty four. I, I think it'll. Be I don't either. I just. I think. Yeah. I think nineteen ninety nine is a good sweet spot. But if you, you push it up to nineteen ninety nine, though, you, you get, look at this from a business perspective. You already have fifteen million subs, and we saw Jason Schreier say this this week mm-hmm. that Microsoft and Phil Spencer see this, and, and even the CEO of Microsoft, like he was all in on this, and he's pushing like we want to do more. Like we we are going to get competitive in this again, and this is our first step. Like. Mm-hmm. They see this as the stepping stone where they go from 15 million to 30 million is this acquisition. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you this helped with the insanity of pre-orders last Tuesday. Oh yeah, seeing yeah. this announcement, I, like I guarantee, I have friends who have already resigned themselves to. Well, I was just going to get a PlayStation. I guess I'm having to buy an Xbox too now. Like I'll buy a Series S to play. It'll be my Bethesda box. Is literally what they've said to me. And I'm like, man, you see, you say that. I was like, watch and see what comes before those main mainline yeah. Bethesda games. Like. I guarantee you there's going to be other things you like. Like, if you want to play Western RPGs, they're trying to position themselves just like they did in the original Xbox, that uh-huh. this is the place where you play your RPGs and you play your multiplayer games. No, this well, is that's, the thing is, that's the thing is, both consoles, we ultimately really don't know a whole lot of what is coming, you know, what's, going, what's to come. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we've gotten our little... You know, they're, they're heavy hitter things that they know they can promote and people will be excited for. But what about the new the new stuff that, you know, that's still not even in the process enough yet to be shown anything? You know, like they're there's still like and now all the all the the, uh, you know, developers and stuff that Microsoft has, there's still so much to look forward to. As far as like what what you know what you would be missing out if you didn't have this console, and that's like that's where I get excited is because this is like barely even the beginning of it, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, there's still so much to to learn and find out yet of you know like the big studio that they made that's like gonna make the quadruple the, oh, the A titles, you know, like yeah, the initiative, which is like, apparently I mean, working on more than one project. I yeah, I, I, 
wouldn't doubt it because that's kind of how all of these com- these uh, devs have been. They've been working on a big project and a small project, and you know, and like they're kind of like you get the small project out, like you're you know, and then you get while well, you're still working on the big one, and then that comes out later. And meanwhile, while you're waiting for that, other companies are releasing small projects while they're working on big projects. It's like it's kind of like they're. Like they're just gonna constantly just have like two things that they're that they're working on at all times, but one will just be a smaller thing and you know one a bigger thing. So there there's always something ready, you know, over the the months to come out with. You know, it, like that's what it seems like they're doing right now. But yeah, and it's only begun. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, we've you know like we got a big dump of what was exclusive for Xbox in the last couple months of its life cycle so you know like yeah i mean we've gotten a lot and like i know it's not the full thing but like grounded is still one of my favorite things i've played this year yeah. <laughs> like i i just absolutely love that game can't wait till it's finished josh i, I mean you oh go ahead I think you mentioned something kind of interesting as you said you talked to people that said that this is going to be there they'll get an s as their bethesda box Mm-hmm. And I, then I, my mind kind of wandered because, like, if you think about X in mathematics, like, it's the variable. Mm-hmm. And I think Xbox did that beautifully. How many people are going to be buying an Xbox for one specific IP or one specific game? Like, there are people that are going to be buying this as a Halo box. There are people yep. that are buying it as a Bethesda box. There's yep. people that are Cyberpunk. absolutely buying it as a Destiny box. <laughs> Cyberpunk, probably the, one of the best ways to play Cyberpunk that's not spending three thousand dollars on a PC. Like, and then having Game Pass, like being like kind of the gateway drug to expanding their horizons a little bit. Be like, oh, this game looks interesting. I'm going to play just this one, and then before you know it, you don't have any time to left left to spend any money on PlayStation anymore. Because if you're playing two or th- three games, like yeah. that's all you're like. There are probably people that have more time than that, granted. But I think the majority of people can play maybe, like, have, like, two or three games in a rotation yep. regularly. So I think that, oddly enough, naming it the Xbox is probably the best name for this stuff. Because it's just, like, whatever it is that you want to play on this thing. Well, I, I love that, you know, and... We talk about, you know, like, people joking, like, oh, it's going to be my Bethesda box, it's going to be my Halo box. Like, yeah. that's funny, because I've I've had friends who have called it the Halo box my entire life. Like, they've always mm-hmm. gotten an Xbox to play Halo with us, because, like, by the time Halo 5 was coming out, like, oh, the box is a little bit cheaper. I'll, I'll jump in and get one at the Christmas sale. Like, uh, you know, Halo 3 came out, we were already seeing the first price cuts. Like, they've never felt pressured to buy one at launch. They can always go get their PlayStation or their Nintendo or whatever. Now, though, I think like, and this is the true genius of xCloud in a lot of ways. When you do an acquisition like this, you 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 snag them in on the fifteen dollars a month, and oh, you can play this on your tablet. Oh, you can do like remote play now works on iOS, for example. Like, say your roommate has one, you're like, oh my god, this is really cool. I really like being able to play this here. Then you're like, I need my own. Like, they have all these yeah. RPGs I want. They have all these games I can play with my friends. Like, I really like this, and I think that really sets up an interesting war of attrition 
uh, over market mm-hmm. share between Microsoft and Sony. Like it was so one-sided this generation, it wasn't even funny. But the Bethesda acquisition to me immediately puts Xbox Game Studios on the level of PlayStation Studios. Like yeah. immediately, just overnight. Like I don't, I don't care that they didn't grow them. It's like, well, you you acquired them, and Phil has already said these games will still come to other consoles on a game by game basis. Now, yeah. I think that's intentionally vague wording to as to not make a promise of, oh yeah, Elder Scrolls Six is going to come. He's never going to say Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield is going to come to another platform. He's going to be like, no, we want you to buy into our system. Maybe, maybe with those games, you'll see them like a year later on another console. But I think the ones you'll continue to see are things like Doom, things like Wolfenstein, maybe even a Dishonored, something where they're like, oh, well, it's not going to cost us anything. Like people aren't buying a box just for these games. We might as well give them to the Switch or give them to give them to the Switch Pro, yes. give them to PlayStation. Like you do not spend seven point five billion dollars to not make Elder Scrolls and Fallout exclusive. Yeah, I think you, for you sure, have an Elder Scrolls think... game you can play. It's called ESO. Yeah. I don't yeah, like I, saying that. I definitely wouldn't like hearing it, but it's the truth. Like, you do still technically have an Elder Scrolls game on next-gen consoles. It is called Elder Scrolls Online. It is called Buy the Expansion Packs. Like, I I, I don't understand how you buy that company and you don't make Fallout 5 and Elder Scrolls 6 immediately exclusive. That would blow my mind if they didn't. That would be almost... That would be almost blow my mind as much as actually buying Bethesda. I think that that's a smart move for the game. Com- I think it's a smart move for Bethesda if they can focus on one really like set of hardware, too. Because yeah. like they're maybe like, they won't be buggy as hell when they launch. They they're buggy as hell when they launch anyway. But they get a pass because of their ambition. And I'm not saying that it's it's not right to do that. The games you can people find different bugs because people play those games so differently. Like right. you, people like Fallout for mm-hmm. the the world they don't like like oh i like the crafting like some people like the crafting some people don't like it's it's everyone likes the game for a different reason but because they're in the same world and i think that i think that that's just gonna be smart if they can focus on being like oh we only have to design right now for like the xbox and pc potentially and i like pc i like maybe maybe not i don't know if they'll go that far i would imagine I, they would with with yeah they would game stay pass. on pc yeah they would definitely have to stay on pc because that let's be honest like i still think that that's where a majority of mm-hmm. the, those kind of fans like that are really super hardcore about Especially those games modders. are the ones that play on pc yeah. Well, and now they like they actually. I'm pretty sure it is Bethesda that has their own. Isn't it Bethesda that has like right on their on their uh, web page um, for Elder Scrolls or something like that? You can actually go in there and and they have a whole modding page where uh, you can go now. and do stuff for for Skyrim and Fallout Four both do. Yeah, where you can you can put in there that you that you're playing it on Xbox, and then there's a whole section where mm-hmm. you can set up mods through that that web page for the Xbox, because like right now you know like as far as it goes on console, unless they do something like that, you can't really mod a game unless you're doing something illegally. Skyrim. Unfortunately, so yeah, so. Yeah. So them doing that, I mean, that's such a big deal for them to be cool about something like that. And and like, let's be honest, like I like my whole life, 
anyone that I know that's been into Xbox, is, chances are is because they have always been partially a PC person as well. And, and Xbox has just always been a very nice plug-and-play companion for playing on PC. Like, not having to worry about certain things and stuff. And still kind of getting close to that, like, PC experience without, you know, having to spend a lot of money on doing it, you know? Like, so, I just I just think that, like, they've been doing such a great job with the trying to focus on, you know, uh, letting people on PC kind of get, get stuff as well and and get some attention, you know, that they've kind of been asking for for a while now. Like, yeah, I just I just feel like it, it's crazy just seeing where Xbox is now compared to where they were at the beginning of this generation. Like, it's so completely night and day at this point that, that it, you know, like, it, it's crazy how, you know, like, just that little bit of a change to the people who are running things and stuff has just made such a big difference. But, you know, I think, you know, part of that, I mean, there's a lot of people involved to getting to this point, but like Phil Spencer, like having some, some idea from the developing side of things and, and how to look at things, I think really is what helped, you know, get their focus right of what they needed to change in order for this, this console to be, you know, appealing to developers, you know, mm-hmm. And that, I think that wasn't something they really had last generation. Holiday 2022, I'm going to call it and say, like, 2022, right when everyone's Game Pass from all access is starting to wear off after those purchases, they're going to have to real, they're, they're going to have to showcase all the stuff that these studios have been working on, and I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Super I think the next couple of years are going to be very interesting. Um, I, I've long said that I think the first half of 2021 is going to be pretty important for Microsoft. This acquisition is a way to soften the blow of really all you're going to get is Halo uh, mm-hmm. in the first six, seven months of this console. Like, I mean, sure, you're getting you Halo be out that over. soon. I think Halo is a late April 2021 game. I think we were looking at probably like a six month delay. Yeah, because uh, if you delay it a full year, sure, you have the novelty of putting it out on the original's 20th anniversary. But if you but delay I think that they game come out with a console, I think they come out with the Halo console during that time instead. Well, I, I think they're going to do a couple of things that we won't find out until E3. Yeah. I think we're going to have another ODST-style game come out, uh, the first campaign expansion or something, come out on the 20th anniversary. But that's beside the point. I, I think what if, Halo is... What if? What if it's not happening? So everybody just cool your jets. But what if they remade Halo One inside Halo Infinite for the twentieth anniversary? I mean, you could do that. I so, you've done an anniversary before, and it wasn't that good. I think if you if Halo is going as a game as a service, right? Mm-hmm. I absolutely think that I don't think you would remake Halo One or Halo's like CE, whatever you want to call it, in Infinite. But I would not put it past being able to explore sections of the at like of the current day 
part of that game. So, like, maybe you can land on the ring, like, a chunk of the ring that you exploded, and you find... You can maybe solve a mystery from the events of that game directly. Mm -hmm. I think anything like that would be super cool. And in that, you could maybe even find, like, the uh, the Mark uh, four armor, or, like, old armor, or mm -hmm. yeah. you could find, like, an old you style... You do a separate dog. story with Blue Team. Like, you could... Yeah. You could I, there's a lot you could do there. there I don't think they would so remake the game, but it would be cool... But I think they could do something cooler by just like let's explore yeah. stuff from that game around its anniversary that is like new. I get ten to fifteen dollar experience is perfect and kind of fits in with the Game Pass mantra because then you could be like, oh well, you know, it's not going to be included as part of Game Pass, but we, I mean, you already get a twenty percent discount. So here's yeah. the twenty percent discount on, on this. Like if you if you are pegging Halo to be your big spring title, though, like that's just for discussion's sake. Let's say that's coming like mid second quarter. You have Psychonauts, which is on everything. You probably have Age of Empires and maybe Flight Sim coming. The Bethesda purchase immediately makes Q1 and Q2 look better because the second that that deal is signed, all those games are going to start flooding Game Pass. You have a steady mm -hmm. stream of content the rest of the year, even if they are older games. I guarantee you a lot of people have not played those and will actually give games like Dishonored a try. Sure, Dishonored 2 is on there right now, but like Doom Eternal comes on Tuesday mm -hmm. or, or Thursday. Thursday, it, it comes out. It comes out on Thursday. Like you're listening to this, it'll come out two days later. Those, those are heavy hitters. That is a legit game of the year contender, and it's only been out for six months. Like You have repeated hits like that coming. That softens the blow of not having those first-party games and buys you time for the second half of 2021. Because I've been sitting here trying to rationalize how do you get through the first eight months of a console if Halo Infinite isn't out by E3. That's just, no matter how many units you sell, that's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, you still I, need it. Avowed and Fable are not coming in the first half of next year. The Guys, I can't wait to play Halo. I can't I, wait. Well, well, and with the with the AI with the AI uh, learning stuff too that that's going to be in the Series X like they potentially a lot of those like Oblivion and all that stuff they can potentially make look way better without having to really do a whole lot to it. Yeah. Too, you know, like which is is another thing that the Xbox has going for is that that AI learning stuff. I have a feeling is going to is going to be very crucial for you know, like just just you know, like do doing justice to some of the the backwards compatibility games that they maybe just don't have the time to spend on, or you know, or whatever. Because like, let's be honest, like that. You know, like I, as much as I was really, really bummed that PlayStation wasn't going to be doing backwards compatibility, like honestly, if they weren't willing to put in the work that Microsoft was to do it, then I would rather just not have it at all. Because, like, if you're just going to give me a straight port of those PS2 games, that's going to look no different than what it would have looked like yeah. on my PS2, then what's the point? I can just go play it on my PS2 then. Like I like that's the thing is Microsoft set such a high bar for for the backwards compatibility stuff like I mean that that's it's it's if you're not going to do that then what's the point in in even doing it? I mean that's the whole thing with the Mar the Mario 3D All-Stars thing too is like Yeah. There was very yeah, little, was little work done <laughs> to those games and like as much as I'm enjoying my time with Mario 64 right now it's like 
you couldn't have at least like done something you know like the textures are cleaner right like yeah. i will give it to that but in like sunshine and galaxy are are in are in widescreen and 1080p whatever but like they still look like somebody just up yeah it's it's not yeah. great you know and and you know like the way that microsoft's been doing like the backwards compatibility and updating stuff for you know one x and now series x and you know being able to go in yeah. and play you know ssx3 in like what 900p or something and you know not widescreen but it's still like the textures are better the game runs better yeah. like it just looks better overall is like yeah they have set a precedent right and it's 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 really or nice to to right. do that if you want or like even republic commandos right like i popped that in the other day because i was like oh yeah this is backwards compatible and i own it digitally somehow and here we go let's play some republic commando which great game by the way still love that game controls <laughs> were inverted though so it threw me off but <laughs> yeah i mean i i kind of the final note i would say nothing of course is final until this actually goes through um at this point i don't know why it doesn't but it is it's expected to close in q1 or q2 of next year uh so sometime Mm -hmm. between january and e3 i would bet on them trying to close this as soon as humanly possible like bethesda can't make any more business dealings now because that would affect the sale microsoft also cannot order them to do anything right now or ask them to make a deal that would benefit them so everything's kind of in limbo right now. We know Deathloop is a Q2 game right now. Uh, Ghostwire is probably early fall. Both of those games, to my knowledge, have year-long exclusivity agreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least Deathloop does. Deathloop, I know for sure, is a one-year agreement. So uh, I would say probably look mid-March for this to be completed. Uh, that's the 15th anniversary of Oblivion. Uh, if you're going to close it, I think that's a, that's probably a good date to aim for. And uh, Oblivion <laughs> and Morrowind come to Game Pass that day. so Dude, like, if you're going to up-res any games that Bethesda has made, I think that the no-brainer is Morrowind, Oblivion, and Fallout 3. I know they have mm-hmm. 1X enhancements, but oh, I think man. actually fixing those for the Series X... I think more people would get excited for those than we think. I kind of want to... I've never played through any of the Elder Scrolls games. So oh my god, Corey, you're breaking I, my heart. I, to, I told you I played... I <laughs> oh told god, my Skyrim no, story on this, on this show. I told my Skyrim story. I played god. I played until the dragon came. I and know, I know, Corey. I didn't know where to go, <laughs> and I died, and Dude. I did it again. And Oh my god. I rode into town yeah. for like 30 minutes, right? Like, the, it did the whole thing. Ten-year-old me playing Morrowind for the first time, that is a moment that I think, like, maybe only other two other games have ever made me feel that way, and that is playing Ocarina of Time for the first time and yeah. playing Halo 2, like, where I, like, I just knew something was different after that. Yeah, I mean, and, it, it sounds man, like, <laughs> it sounds like Mario 64 for me. Right. Yeah. And Gears. It was my Mario 64 moment playing that. That was the first OG Xbox game that I ever played. And I was like, oh my God, this is. Like, N64 didn't have anything like this. This was so. GameCube didn't have anything like this at the time. Like, I was playing Luigi's no. Mansion and Mario Sunshine when I played Morrowind for the first time. And I was like, yeah, I want an Xbox now. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, Morrowind was like. 
I mean, that was so revolutionary for console RPGs at the yeah. time, right? Like, well, I mean, Todd Howard talked about that this week. Yeah, on uh, uh, Major, Nelson. Major Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he says, you know, that we were intrigued. Like, we didn't think this would work on a console, and Microsoft was like, "No, nah, trust us. Like, come, come try it." Like, the, yeah. I love the anecdote he shared about whenever you would hit a super long load screen in that game, it was because the game was rebooting in the background. And it was a trick that somebody at Microsoft had showed uh, Todd and the development team how to do. Yeah. I was like, huh, well, that makes a lot of sense now because you did get stuck on some pretty long loading screens. But yeah, like, Corey, like you said, that was one of the first instances where it was like, this is a purely PC game that is coming to a console. Mm -hmm. And it's because, like, that Xbox architecture was so close to what was in PCs. And it 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 literally was. It was parts they grabbed and they threw together. That's why it was so big. Well, and like Bethesda's always and they they noted this in all the statements that Todd and Pete and a few others were making this week that they've always had that relationship with Xbox since the Morrowind days for for 18 years they've had that they've had that too really longer than that they've had that partnership and that that friendship for uh, close to 20 years now probably so this this made sense At, at the end of the day this made sense they were looking for a buyer Microsoft came calling. They had big enough pockets to dump everything. Uh, one question I do want to pose to all of you before we get out of here uh, or move on to the next topic. I don't want to assume control. Uh, <laughs> do we think that this is it for Microsoft's purchases and sh- or should it be the end? I guess I should phrase it. <laughs> I don't think it's the end. I think they're going to try to do... I think they're going to try to grab one more major player. Uh, maybe uh, Definitely not as big as Bethesda, right? Like yeah, I, it, it can't be somebody with multiple studios at this point. No, I think I think the Sega rumor is enticing, although I'm pretty sure they came out and debunked that rumor at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did. The, the only reason I, I just I, as a business note, the Sega one would actually be a lot harder to do than any other one because Japan is so strict on the selling of companies, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. especially if an American company tried to come in and do it. Like, now, if Sony tried to do it, that'd be a little bit different. Like Sony and Square Enix, that would likely be done easier since those are both Japanese companies. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is an American player trying to come into the Asian market, though, and yeah. I don't think it would. Anyways, that's just a that's a little aside. Continue. No, but I I mean I think Sega would actually make sense for them. It's a it's a big enough company to you know make people turn their heads, but they're not. It's not like they're not so big that like people are gonna like. They I think that I just think that move would make sense. It gives them a couple Japanese studios. It gives them a foothold in Japan. It gives them you know. JRPGs because they own Atlas, right? Like, I mean, they would technically own Persona at that point in Shin Megami Tensei and Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza, and like, <laughs> I, I, I just think that that would really make sense for Microsoft to move that direction. Um, but also, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I know it's not over. I just don't know who it would be at this point. Um, I mean, if we're going. Because I'm personally of the opinion that it's not going to be somebody who owns m- multiple studios. Yeah, yeah, um, like um, Ubisoft or something. Oh God if, God, if they acquired Ubisoft, I think I would just have to quit video gaming because that would yeah. be so monopolistic at that point. Yeah. Uh, the ones that I think make sense are all kind of smaller companies. Um, I've said on here before that I believe that they're trying to do deals for uh, Asobo, who made uh, Flight Sim and Plague Tale. 
um, mm-hmm. for Don't Nod, of course, behind Tell Me Why and Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've heard the rumors like all year long about Bluebird team. Mm-hmm. But I think that Bluebird is contingent on if the medium reviews well. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that all three of those have been in varying states of financial issues, which is usually what Microsoft tends to target. Um, Ninja Theory, of course, fit that bill, Obsidian, several mm-hmm. others. Uh, beyond that, the other one that I had heard rumored for a while was that they were trying to get Techland uh, behind mm-hmm. uh, Dying Light, which, God, I hope that's not true. Um, beyond that, I don't really know who else makes sense. I do well, think it makes sense. Oh, go ahead. There's still there's still that the whole Bungie one too that that had been rumored and that you know they said isn't true but I mean you kind of would have to say that if it was a legal thing right. anyways so that, but, that's the point but I don't I know story on uh, Tower yeah. Casuals about it I yeah. personally think that the Bungie one is dead in the water now after this yeah. they just acquired yeah. three more teams that can make world class FPS games mm-hmm. um, and that my personal belief is that they have actually uh, entered into a deal to publish the next new IP from Bungie exclusively for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to acquire a studio, I think Flight Sim, I think the Flight Sim Studio Sobo makes the most sense right now um, mm-hmm. to keep a team that knows your tech that well in house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean beyond that, like you, you always want to target what your weaknesses are, right? Like, and right mm-hmm. now for them, it's the Japanese market and it's. To a degree, it's horror. Like you have Shinji Mikami in in house. Like expand. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you just expand things like Tango GameWorks or Arcane. Like give them bigger, give them bigger studio teams. Like let them make multiple mm-hmm. games at once. I don't want to see a mega acquisition like a Konami or a Capcom or something because yeah. at a certain point it is too monopolistic for me. Especially when some of these series like Ninja Theory and Obsidian have multiple teams going. Like mm-hmm. Xbox actually has more than twenty three studios and teams working on stuff. Like three four three has something like five or six hundred employees just making Halo Infinite. Yeah. Coalition has like that much just working on Gears. Let your teams expand to something else. Like I think it makes sense to try and get somebody like a Don't Nod for the Game Pass model. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I. I don't know, like dream acquisition. I I love it if they got somebody in there to make beat 'em ups and fighters. Uh, I, I think Battletoads could have been really good with an internal team and not just Rare overseeing a separate studio. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said before, Killer Instinct with all Microsoft characters. Do it. You have enough characters now. I want to see. I mean, they're in BJ there anyway, Blasco right? Like fight the Arbiter. Like, uh, I mean, Arbiter, Rom, one of the Battletoads. They're all in there still, right? Like. They're in Killer Instinct now, right? Like, I mean, yeah, Killer, Killer Instinct, Instinct Season Three added a lot of characters like that. Uh, I would just like to see a full-on fighting game, like maybe like give me give me the classic Killer Instinct roster, but then just put like all these wacky like put put Conquer in there, but do put Joanna Dark, but I want to see Cameo in there. I want to see Banjo and Kazooie fighting Marcus Phoenix, like. Just go oh, all out with it. Really <laughs> Could you imagine Marcus Phoenix chainsawing Banjo Kazooie in half and just like? <laughs> it would be Corey. It would yes. be glorious, and I would pay for it. I would. Pay Where's for that Sea of Thieves items. pirate in there? Dude, throw throw, uh, throw Briggsy in there because everyone hates her. <laughs> just it's like the, the possibilities are so right. Like I, I had a friend message me on Twitter during all this, and he's like, "Josh, you realize what this means? Like, quick champions can come to consoles now." 
but Microsoft could totally revamp that as their own hero shooter. I'm like, I don't know if I want that, but yeah, sure, put a free-to-play hero shooter on on Xbox. Like, put some Xbox characters in there. I mean, Master Chief, Doom Guy, Skyrim Guy. DJ Blazkowicz. Fallout Guy. Like, I mean... You could do it, man. Uh, Marcus Phoenix in there. Coltrane. Like, you could put all these guys in there. You could. Commander Keen with his Packers helmet. Oh my God, you and Commander Keen. <laughs> the, the I grew up playing that all the time so on PC. So like, I played that more than I played Mario. Because I didn't have the I didn't have Nintendo at home. I just played that when I was at my friends. I had Commander Keen on my PC. <laughs> it all makes sense now, guys. <laughs> I the only other outside studio I could see them possibly acquiring would be. Uh, um, a creative assembly or a certain affinity type that has been aligned with them for several years as it is yeah. um, to possibly take over games like Gears Tactics and Halo Wars um, and to help with just like multiplayer integration. Well, isn't creative assembly owned by Sega? I th- God, dude, I can't even keep track of who everybody owns anymore. Honestly, I, I bet they are knowing my luck. But that that would be about it. Like those are the only kinds of series. Like it's things to reinforce what they already have or, or something that they're missing. I can't see another. If it's another conglomerate, people will rightfully call it a monopoly. And like they're working too hard to not be seen not only as a monopoly but to be seen as like the super consumer friendly uh, platform right now. Yeah. And ecosystem like you can join us for just fifteen dollars a month and a smartphone. Yeah. You can't do that with anybody else you that's that's a lower price of entry than the switch is mm-hmm. that beats the switch like like because who, who doesn't have a smartphone at this point <sighs> smartphone asterisk yeah and you get that razor key uh key and it's it feels like a switch <laughs> yeah, you, can the, you, you can have the it grip on it or you can just grab a regular controller and slap the 15 dollar mm-hmm. grip on it. like it's, well i got the, mine for like three bucks <laughs> so many little, so many different ways clip. to do this yeah joe you've been quiet during this conversation i i don't have a whole lot to add just from the standpoint of like i think microsoft has like an open door Mm -hmm. as far as like what any studio that like would potentially fit their lineup but i i think at this point i don't know that they're actively like searching people out Mm-hmm. I think the Bethesda thing was something that's been on the table for probably a while and been going around in circles, and they eventually came to a conclusion. I don't think that it's like it was like they're. I think it was part of the original round of being like we need to get all these people on board. Um, so I I think that if they talk to somebody and something evolves out of it, I don't think Microsoft would shy away from buying somebody, but I don't think that they're like mm-hmm. necessarily on the hunt anymore as they once were. Yeah, I think they're on the hunt for that one studio, and that studio is Flight Sim right now, frankly. Yeah, especially because like, that's the only one. I mean, the Flight Sim studio knows how to use their tech better than Microsoft does at this point, it seems yep. like. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, that would be like... Oh. And then they created an awesome storytelling experience in Plague Tale, so... Yeah. I, what if... What if... What if it's... There's not, a, like, a... Like they maybe they're just gonna like purchase a small like something small, but they're like something that they're looking to do would be bigger. That's like more of like on the EA side, 
where they're like like team up with someone? What if they were to team up with like the new Valve or something? I mean, I like, definitely see another third party deal for Game Pass coming, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be as big of a deal as yeah. Because like, w- what if they they like all of a sudden we hear Portal Three does happen and it's only on Xbox and PC? <laughs> I mean, something like that. Like something big like that that it would literally be a console seller. <laughs> do you think? Do you think they could buy like a, a studio from some like, like, for example, would the, you think they could look at? Not that this is gonna happen, but they could buy like Bioware from EA or something. Do you think? I mean, not that drastic or anything, but do you think they could buy a studio from another company? Um, respawn. Oh God, no! Yeah, right. EA is not. Man, if, if Jedi Fallen Order and Legends were not hits, I could see yeah. respawn coming over. I personally, I don't. I think the only studio they could buy from another studio would be like Creative Assembly. Frankly, um, I don't think Microsoft is really in the business of going on buying it. And then it kind of depends on like how Don't Nod works out too. Like. I don't think they're owned by Square, but they could buy out Square's shares in that company. Yeah, um, I, I I really think like though, Corey, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head earlier when we first started the conversation about Bethesda, which was they are trying to bolster their Game Pass lineup. I don't know if it is you or Joe. Like we've all made this point a million times. We are seeing them play the long game here. Like yes, the Bethesda move is meant to bolster. Game Pass and to make it more appealing against PlayStation Five, but this is this is something they're trying to look beyond just the next like two to three years. We will not see the fruits of this purchase likely until twenty twenty two, maybe twenty twenty three. Like we we just flat out won't. We any games that come out in twenty twenty one will likely be cross platform, even if they are just timed exclusives on one or the other. Mm -hmm. End of twenty twenty two, maybe even Elder Scrolls Six territory is when we'll finally see like the fruits of this, which is going to be partway through the generation. It's going to be almost midway, and that's okay. Yeah. They are clearly playing the long con for the future. They know that they'll have several games coming to Game Pass. They'll have the entire back catalog, presumably, and hey, I think ESO uh, expansions may come there eventually, too. Like You now have that door open like you do with Destiny to mm-hmm. add those expansions. I wonder I wonder what's next from Bethesda. Like, I mean, besides Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, like I, what it's, is uh, it's Starfield? You don't think it's something like Wolfenstein Three or something? Uh, Wolfenstein Three, I think, is the definite possibility for like August or September of next year. But I think their next, like, their major, major title that's going to get people excited is Starfield. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, I think Wolfenstein's a big deal, but Starfield is the first new IP from Bethesda proper in twenty mm-hmm. something years since the original Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. like. This is not like, and we just had the leak screen. We had a couple of screenshots last night, uh, like two leaked pieces of artwork and a screenshot um, from an early like 2018 build. Get speculated Microsoft already might have access to that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. An intriguing bit, like before we end on Bethesda, they almost sold to EA a couple of years ago. Apparently, I was just reading that um, earlier today. Can you imagine? Like, for all the complaining we've heard about Microsoft buying them, I'd infinitely rather them be confined to a platform than to, like, Stadia or to EA. Yeah, right. Well, well, that's been that's been the ongoing sentiment for a lot of this stuff, is mm-hmm. it's, like, people, like, all everyone always says, well, I'd rather Xbox buy yeah. it than Like, I don't this, like this. Or I'd rather... Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, because you know, like, and I mean that 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 comment alone just shows that you know, like, they have changed things so much to the point of where they're actually letting these companies do their thing and not, you know, like. I think I think sometimes maybe they're not stepping in as much as they should be with, you know, developing some of these games and stuff that have come out in the past couple of years, but but I you know, I'm glad that they seem to be sticking to their word of them kind of letting letting these uh developers kind of do their their thing and not trying to make them into something that they're not, you know, and just let them have their their passion projects that they want to do and have, you know, like just venture out and, and try new things. Like, like if we would have said that, that, uh, that they were, that, uh, obsidian was going to make grounded like years ago. I don't think anyone would have believed that they said, yeah, like obsidian's going to make a, a honey. I shrunk the kids game. <laughs> like we would have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I, I, I think it's just cool that they're getting to kind of try these different unique things, and you know, and yeah, like maybe, uh, um, what's it called the 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 fighting game that that the guys from Hellblade did, um, Bleeding Edge. Yeah, Bleeding Edge. I, like, yeah, like, it, it didn't do well. It didn't do great for them. But, like, they had been wanting to make that for how long? And they got, got a chance to do it. You know, like, they don't have to be thinking, well, what if anymore? So, yeah. you know, like, that. Like that's the thing. I think I think it's just going to be really fun to see what, what kind of crazy things, you know, some of these teams come up with, you know, like things that maybe they had been thinking about a long time ago because it's crazy how many times games that we like these amazing games that we get were just like these little projects that someone was working on on the side and just said hey you know like i have this or whatever and then you know they it ends up being something big enough that they can work on as a full project and next thing we know you know like we've got this big amazing game coming out from someone that no one expected, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, well, any any <laughs> final thoughts before we uh, get out of here? Um, Watch Raised by Wolves on HBO. It's raised super by good. Hmm. Sci-fi yeah, show, still... real good. I I I've been watching that uh, Murders on White White uh, White House Farm or whatever that's on hbo it's like based on a true story it's it's really it's really good i guess there's a podcast that you can listen to where they they talk about the actual real stuff that happened or whatever that's like uh supposed to go along with it but man it's really good and it's messed up it's like took place in the uk but yeah hbo like you said like hbo has been like uh, they've been just all these kinds of things come to that that service lately, and I've just been staying on that app more than anything else, honestly. Mm-hmm. Huh. Nice. So. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get on out of here. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this show. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever 
you consume this show, whether it's on Twitch or on YouTube or your podcast service of choice. You can also catch our family of shows and everything else we do on BossRushGames.com. Joe, where can we find you? Colonel Panic, K3RNL underscore Panic on Twitter. Also on Instagram. Twitter is best, though. Find me there. (laughs) Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me. Oh, you can find me everywhere as Phantom NXS. And Josh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Josh underscore Finn. It's Finn with two ends, as always. And uh, <laughs> the constant agonizing over if Target has charged my card 25 times for failed pre-orders or not. <laughs> also, live moving updates on Wednesday. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, you can also find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on various things happening on Boss Rush Games, like Nintendo Power Block and Tower Casuals, as well as this show. Uh, check out our family of shows, family of content, all the content, all the stuff. Uh, oh, by the way, new show, well, kind of new show, new live show coming on Wednesday nights uh, from Logan and Austin, Trash Talk, a sports talk show. You can check it out right here on Boss Rush Games nice. Live. So uh, you can check that out. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. Check out all of our content on BossRushGames.com. And we're going to throw up the X. <laughs> because we're exiting. Goodbye. Goodbye.